often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 351. I'm your host, Josh Albrecht. And this is the first time in years, but I am recording in the Slapbox bunker. Still, no shit pipe. I mean, that's a callback to many, many years ago. I mean, we've been doing this seven years, but uh, some stuff came up tonight, you know, personal stuff. So I got to record here. I'm by myself again. This is the first time, and it's been a long time. And I, I am slightly jet, jet lagged as I am back from Russia, uh, the St. Petersburg. So I don't know how well this is going to go, but I'm going to go for it. I'm all in. I got a Red Bull in me. I did take a five hour energy as I also did go see Endgame earlier, finally. As uh, I didn't actually see it in Russia, I had contemplated it and uh, figured there was probably a theater near me that had it and uh, in English, but with probably Russian subtitles, but I didn't actually. I didn't actually do that, so kind of a fail there. It might have been fun. Maybe I could have learned to read Russian a little bit better if I would have done that. Uh, but no, I watched Endgame today. Three hours. Three hours in the movie theater. A bit long. Gotta say, they should. They could have cut a lot of stuff out of that movie. Made it flow a lot better. Would have been appreciated. I feel like it was a way too long of a goodbye for uh, too much stuff. I get it. They you know, felt like they had to really give every character, you know, the. I mean... For a lot of people, it was the end, so they had to give them the long go- goodbye, kind of like, uh, or very much like Lord of the Rings. That that last movie, the one with Frodo, the last of that trilogy, that was a rough one, very rough. But you know, I'm with it. I think I'm pretty good right now. I got the uh, the Red Bull coursing through the system, and uh, I did get some sleep last night, so so that's a plus. Although my butt's a little a little sore because uh, Shelly and I did, after Shelly picked me up from the airport, we did hit up Buffalo Wild Wings because, you know, it had been over a week since I had some hot wings and I kind of got a, a bit of an addic- eh, addiction with the hot wings now after doing the, the hot ones challenge. And uh, I wouldn't say that I had the mango habanero there. It was hot. But uh, in comparison to the sauces we did with the Hot Ones Challenge, like, it wasn't, like, da bomb or anything above that. But I did have a lot of them. It was, like, a, the first couple, three, it was the mango habanero. Not too bad. I was like, oh, this isn't bad. But then I had, you know, four or five more, and it was just like, okay, the burn, it, the cumulative effect was a bit much. <clears throat> and I, I, it did burn a little bit on the way out. Not as bad as the burning from the day after having the da bomb and... Uh, Fiery Fool, as well as the Magnum 357. That burnt quite a bit more, so that's, that's a definite plus. I didn't have to deal with that. But, I mean, man, a lot of stuff has happened in the, uh, in a, I guess, two weeks since uh, we've had an episode. So, uh, you know, missing a lot of stuff. You know, the, uh, I guess it was like right when, uh, well, I, I guess I'll start with, uh, Unfortunately, or unfortunately, or fortunately, whatever way you want to look at this, uh, I I guess I achieved my goals with this this trip to Russia. As uh, my big goals were to not shit the bed and get sick, done and check on both of those. Really, it's uh, although I didn't have anything too crazy to come back with the story, which is rather unfortunate. So there was also that feeling about when I left that like Ooh, maybe I should just shit the bed for old time's sake. Uh, I, I didn't. I still have, you know, some sympathy for the people that have to clean the rooms. I'm not completely callous yet to the world. Uh, give it a few more years. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll find some way to do that. Um, but uh, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, however, uh, yeah. The I guess the craziest thing, or I don't know about crazy, but like uh, the roughest part of the trip was. Uh, See, I uh, on the way there, I only had uh, two layovers. I flew into Chicago first, which, you know, not much of a flight. You, you, as soon as you get up to 30,000 feet, you're going back down so you can go land. It was like 40, 45-minute flight, whatever it is. But uh, the, the hardest part was flying to Finland from Chicago, which the way there, it was 
it wasn't quite 10 hours. It was, I think, nine hours and some change. I'm not sure how much the actual flight time was on that, but I'm pretty sure it was over nine hours. But uh, that one was rough <laughs> because sitting next to me, uh, I had uh, well, I had the aisle seat, and my right the to the right of me was the aisle. On my left side, there was a a gentleman, shall we say, a, an older gentleman. I would guess to say this guy was like early sixties, maybe late fifties at the youngest. He was uh, Swedish. Uh, I don't think I ever actually learned his name. He, well, he probably told me his name. I don't recall it, but uh, he was. He was a larger guy. He wasn't fat, but he was like a bigger guy, bigger than me at least. And he really didn't care for people's personal space. He was like hogging my space like the whole fucking flight. Like his leg was like completely over in my seat. His arm was like pretty much on me. There was times I thought maybe he was going to fondle me because the entire time, I'm pretty sure the entire flight, he was drunk. (laughs) Like I'm Sure, he had booze before he got on the flight. Apparently, his uh, son uh, lives in Chicago. He's lives in Sweden. He's still he's from there. He he lived there, uh, and uh, I guess he was depressed and stuff. So because he had to leave, you know, his son, and he's drinking his sorrows away, or maybe he's just drunk every day. I'm not sure, but which I'm okay with being around people that are are drinking. But this, he was definitely like drunk. And he was having, trying to talk as I was watching. I finally got to watch Bohemian Rhapsody, which was pretty good, but definitely just seems like, uh, you know, a obscenely long music video for Queen, which I love Queen music, so, I mean, it was entertaining to watch. But, uh, so I wa- I'm watching that. He leans over and sees he'd been uh, kind of watching me, me watch Bohemian Rhapsody. It was kind of a weird thing. And for a long time, he was, like, looking over, like, he wanted to say something but didn't say anything. Till eventually, he finally uh, asked me, like, midway through the movie, like, how to work the screen. I guess he had never, uh, which is surprising to me that I, I got the impression that his son lived in Chicago for a long time, that he probably had done this flight more than once. But he didn't know how to work the screen. Maybe he was just too drunk. So I pulled up the movie for him on his screen thought that would be the end of it that he could watch the movie now but now he started talking to me and how much he liked queen and all this and i really got the vibe that i really <laughs> when he started talking to me about freddie mercury and stuff he was really invading my space and his arm was like right up against me and all this stuff i i really felt like at some point in time this guy's gonna grope me but thankfully that didn't did not happen <laughs> and uh <clears throat> there was uh after I finally got through Bohemian Rhapsody, like, and he let me <laughs> alone to myself long enough to watch all of that, then he just, the dude just would not shut up. And then, like, I, he would ask me a question as I would start to answer it and stuff, then he would just talk about something else and not even let me get, like, a full reply out, or if I, he just wouldn't listen and everything. And then five minutes would roll by, and then he would ask the same question again, not realizing he had already asked the same question. And it, it was a tad rough, I might say. And uh, he actually killed uh, a pint of Jägermeister on the plane and had uh, wine and I think some other drinks as well. Again, it was a long flight, but still. I mean, he he killed that Jägermeister pretty quick. Um, actually, at the end of the flight, the uh, flight attendant had noticed he had a bottle of Jägermeister sitting there and then informed him that uh, we don't allow other uh, alcohol on here for you to drink other alcohol. <laughs> that you've brought on yourself. <clears throat> but then she picks it up and realizes the bottle was empty, and she's like, oh, oh well, I guess there's no point in me taking this away from you now. But, uh, yeah, that was definitely the hardest part of the trip. Or maybe the, the night before I left. I just didn't sleep a whole lot that night before, but that uh, was definitely, it was rough. Uh, really, uh, <laughs> I mean, it was nice enough i guess but like the the invasion of the personal space really bugged the shit out of me like i uh just i was very close to asking the flight attendant if i could get another seat i mean it was dude was driving me up the note up the uh wall or whatever yeah uh and all i wanted to do too was just like maybe pass out which i did doze off here and there and then just like watch a couple of movies that's you know just chill out this obscenely long flight 
Thankfully, he was just uh, he was going to Sweden. Like once he left Finland, he was taking a different plane, whereas I went on to Russia. <laughs> he did not follow, which uh, I was definitely appreciative of. And as soon as we got off that plane, I hurried the fuck up to get away from him. <laughs> it was it was rough. Uh, and the, when I first got to Russia, like the like the first day, I don't really think I did anything. Some of it's kind of a blur already, and like. You know, I just got back yesterday as in from when I'm recording this. But uh, that first night, I, I went to the hotel and just fucking slept for an obscenely long time. Maybe I wouldn't have to sleep so much if it wasn't for that drunken Swedish guy. But but it worked out, I guess. And then, uh, <clears throat> then was it the next day? Again, don't bl- days kind of blend together. But whatever day was, uh, I guess it was... I guess it was May 4th on uh, Star Wars Day that uh, I, I had found out that uh, the great Peter Mayhew, Chewbacca himself, passed away, which was a shame, but uh, I had kind of a, I, I guess, uh, I bought this uh, Matryoshka doll, the Star Wars Matryoshka doll, uh, the nesting doll, uh, on May the 4th, and after... I believe it was after I found out Peter Mayhew passed. What it, it was, and then it was like I saw this Star Wars Matryoshka doll, which they had several, but I of course went for the one that was a hundred dollar one, a little bit pricey. <laughs> I didn't even care to pay attention to what the cost was at first, but I was like, I just knew that that Vader on that one just looked very fantastic. But uh, <clears throat> had it not been May the Fourth, I probably wouldn't have shelled out a hundred dollars for this thing. But uh, as it was, I was like, well, I got to celebrate May the 4th somehow. So I bought this doll, and, like, this, the Vader on the outside looks great. Uh, then, like, you open it up, the next one is a Yoda, and that one also fantastic. But the third one uh, that you open up to is the Luke Skywalker, and there is something weird going on with his face. He looks like some kind of something out of, like, Lord of the Rings or some, some kind of fucking orc or, well, I don't know, orc. Uh, his skin's not green. But his nose is very weird looking, and he looks like a child. He doesn't look like grown Luke Skywalker. And then he's got these tiny-ass hands, like super tiny hands, like Donald Trump style, like tiny hands. But then you go to the next level on the Matryoshka doll here, and then you got the Obi-Wan Kenobi, which actually looks like Sir Alec Guinness. And it's it's a really good one. But uh, then you open it up again, and then it's this supposed to be R2-D2, but it's just like this very tiny Matryoshka doll with uh, like a blue top and then a couple of lines on it. It doesn't look like R2 at all other than the colors. <laughs> uh, Shelly had saw it and I, uh, I believe he was the one that said it looked like a space suppository which I think su- su- bleh, describes it rather well. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, uh, that about sums up uh, the, the Matryoshka but the Yoda and the Vader definitely worth the money. It's I don't usually buy like souvenirs for myself unless it's like some sort of clothes, and I didn't buy any real clothes this time around. But uh, that was definitely the biggest purchase while I was there, and uh, <coughs> definitely a a nice looking uh, little souvenir though. But uh, <coughs> the definitely the uh, best part of this trip. Was well, maybe the fact that I didn't shit the bed—that was probably the best part. Because <laughs> having food poisoning that first trip just made life just horrible. Uh, though, although again, probably still my my be- best story—I don't know about my favorite. My I guess still kind of my favorite story to tell about traveling. It's definitely—it's amazing that that was on like my first trip overseas too, and then I kept doing it, but. I'm fucking weird like that. Uh, <clears throat> but the best part of this last trip uh, was like uh, Monday. I think it was Monday. Monday or Tuesday. One of those days. Oh, no, it was Sunday. I went... S- yeah, it was Sunday. <laughs> I get days the days all mixed up. It was a long time I was there. But it was the Sunday I had arranged for a tour... And uh, normally, when I've taken tours in Ireland or in Germany and Austria, it was on like a tour bus and cheaper too. This 
these, the tours that I took in Russia were a lot more expensive, but it's a thing too where there's just not that many uh, people going on like tours like there, like in the uh, other country. Well, that and there's just not that many warm days in Russia, so there's not there's a very small window for these tour guides to like work. So uh, there's smaller groups, and they have to make up for the fact that. You know, they're not doing this job the rest of the year or whatever, but uh, <clears throat> so it's a little bit more expensive. But uh, I think initially when I scheduled this tour, and I, I scheduled my tours through Orbitz, which apparently was a mistake definitely in Russia because there wasn't uh, – I didn't have a phone number and stuff to call the actual tour company because it's not Orbitz that does these tours. It's these tour companies that are located in St. Petersburg. And uh, – <clears throat> the initial day that the tour was scheduled um it was scheduled on a day that either the hermitage uh wasn't open or it was one of the uh, cathedrals that i went to but i don't recall what it was one of the two um so i had to change it to a different day and i think because of that i had it was just me the tour guide and the driver for the tour which was cool because I got like an intimate experience with like the tour guide where I it was just like all my questions were answered, you know, everything I wanted to do. And then it was just we could go on like, OK, you want to do this X, Y, Z, whatever. And it was catered all towards me. So that was cool. And it was that that tour was. um, <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, that tour is like it ended up being 10 hours long, it was supposed to be like 11 hours. But by that point, I was so tired. We had done so much and walked uh, the tour guide. Let's oh, hold on. Let me find out. Uh, pull up TripAdvisor here and look up the uh, name of the tour company. Uh, try to remember that here. I got it on here. Um, <clears throat> it was uh, <laughs> I believe it was Way to Russia. And what the fuck? It's not actually. This is uh, way too yeah. It's way too Russia was the the name of the tour. It was a one day tour with a Hermitage cathedrals and a boat ride at the end. Um, and uh, the tour guide I had uh, his name was Vlad. Uh, he was super cool. He seemed like a like a, a Russian like Michael Sarah. Like he wasn't exactly like Michael Sarah, but I don't know. He just had this this vibe kind of like. And he looked kind of like. Not really. I mean, it wasn't like you look at him like, oh, there's Michael Sarah. I don't know. Just the only way I can really kind of describe him. But uh, <clears throat> I don't know. He just gave me a vibe like Michael Sarah. But he was totally cool. He had uh, lived, I guess, in North Carolina for a while, so he had plenty of uh, spent plenty of time in the states. So he caught he could uh, get a lot of my references and stuff. And he had uh, he was familiar, which I'm thinking there's probably a lot of Russians that are aware of the uh, comedian Burt Kreischer's uh, Russia story, which we've talked about on the podcast many times. But uh, he's got uh, The Machine, which is a classic bit. And anybody that's aware of Burt Kreischer's probably heard him. But at the, the the fun fact of that story is Burt Kreischer got to uh, <coughs> rob a train in Russia. But uh, I am The Machine. That's that's a good bit. Um but so yeah, Vlad was knew about that, and uh, like I, though I'm not, you know, I am an atheist. I don't really care about religion one way or the other. Um, <laughs> it was cool going to the cathedrals and seeing the. I'm just you know a fan of architecture. I don't really give a shit for like the stuff that's in like uh, in the buildings, like chandeliers. Like when you like, I spent a lot of times in palaces there. I don't care about like oh they're. <laughs> This is the place that these people spend an obscene fortune on, or like chandeliers. But I do like a lot of architecture and paintings. I do like, like going to the Herm- Hermitage uh, building, and then uh, the, there they had uh, Rembrandt's. Uh, I mean, they had, you know, basically all the Ninja Turtles. I, well, I saw two of the. <laughs> I saw Raphael and uh, uh, Da Vinci. I saw those paintings from both of them. And then uh, I saw Rembrandt's, which I, I like the uh, Rem, like what Rembrandt did with the lighting and stuff. It was cool seeing uh, all the Rembrandt's that they had. Um, the Hermitage or the Winter Palace is uh, where the Tsars uh, stayed at, I guess, during the winter. Because St. Petersburg was uh, during the time of uh, 
the czars, like that was the capital of Russia. Now, of course, it's Moscow, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, seeing the cathedrals was awesome and learning the history of. I knew like, I've known some Russian history, like I followed uh, stuff on the Russian Revolution, uh, the uh, assassination, of course, of the Romanov family, what uh, and uh, another cool part of the tour. And apparently, this isn't normally part of that specific tour. But uh, I did get to see, uh, at least I don't think it's a normal part of it, but I saw the little alleyway where Rasputin was murdered. And there's, I don't know, it's not really an alleyway. There's there's windows to this building. Um, and there's, it really doesn't look like much, but that, I was like, it was cool for me. Oh, fuck, that's right where Rasputin was murdered. And that, Rasputin, I find, is a very interesting story is he was uh i guess an advisor to the romanovs whereas uh let's see the 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 son alexi i I believe was his name don't quote me on that um he had he was a hemophiliac and the uh the czar czar nicholas the second i believe was his name uh the roma of the romanovs uh he uh Somehow I don't I don't recall how, but um, Rasputin, who claimed claimed to be a monk, whatever he claimed, also claimed to be a healer. Uh, somehow, no one knows exactly how this came to be, but what he was able to, uh, whenever he was around, and uh, Alex Alexi or whatever <coughs> was somehow better with Rasputin, so they kept him around. And he had a lot of influence over the the czar, and and such. But uh, Rasputin's a very interesting character to me, uh, and uh, the whole murder situation. And I did also find out, which I need to go find this. That BBC well, Vlad had told me that BBC did a documentary uh, just a few years ago about uh, the murder of Rasputin, and uh, it's actually believed now that. Uh, MI6, uh, England's, uh, secret service, uh, their, uh, <clears throat> you know, James Bond stuff, um, that, th- uh, there was somebody involved from MI6 in the assassination of Rasputin because they wanted him, uh, out because his dealings with like the, the czar and stuff. I don't, I don't remember the exact reasons, but apparently there's this BBC doc that really goes into it. There's no, proof like the everything that would have been like concrete proof but it does from what he said it sounds possibly pretty legit and find that interesting that the <coughs> the british government would help assassinate rasputin um and again i i saw right where he was murdered and the 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 official story i guess is pretty crazy with how rasputin was murdered um initially they put uh I guess it was cyanide or some other poison inside, uh, like all the food and wine and such in in this meal that they had made for Asputin, and it didn't do. It had no effect, and uh, they thought maybe there was something of the wine or something. Something had neutralized the poison, and then he was shot a couple of times, um, and then. Uh, got up after that like i mean you look into the 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 story that was given it's it's pretty crazy and then he lived getting shot i guess through the liver and some other stuff and then they eventually they dumped his body like in the river it was frozen over at the time and uh i don't remember if it was the neva or there's several uh rivers and canals that go through st petersburg but uh, <clears throat> uh i've heard to in the story and i i don't know this may be like myth or whatever but uh you know they i guess put a hole in the ice and threw the body in there um but apparently there was claw marks and stuff and looked like even after his body had been dumped that he survived for at least a little while um but yeah very fascinating stuff but vlad was definitely he was an awesome tour guide and wherever we went the guy had like information on all the stuff 
and uh, that was probably the day I had like the best food. Most of the time, I didn't really go and explore. I just, I guess, mainly felt lazy about going and like talking to people, like these Russian restaurants, and trying to converse. Since my uh, knowledge of the Russian language isn't uh, very in depth, shall we say? Um, <clears throat> but uh, <clears throat> anywho, um, so. Uh, so yeah, I uh trying to type and talk at the same time and that's uh a little difficult for me. I'm just I just don't do it that often. But uh So yeah, we go uh Vlad had take I he asked me where I wanted to eat and I was like, let's go somewhere I'm not gonna find like in the States. I want food that I'm not gonna find in the States. So he took me to a Georgian restaurant. Apparently, uh after Russia invaded Crimea and then the sanctions started rolling in. It became harder for them to uh, bring in like t- different types of food from like the EU and such, and that killed a lot of different restaurants in Russia. But Georgia, uh, one of the former, uh, was formerly part of the Soviet Union, but like uh, still, I guess, fairly close ties to Russia. Uh, they came in and started opening up a ton of restaurants in Russia and St. Petersburg. There's there's a lot of Georgian cuisine and restaurants. We went there and uh, they had I had ordered uh, these really big dumplings. It had uh, I think it, they were both lamb. Those are the ones I had, and then um, had those. And there was this bread bowl that had cheese and a fried egg in the center of that, and just Stirred up the fried egg and then ate ate that. That was really good. And the dumplings were pretty tasty as well. And this beer, I wish I knew the fucking name of it. I should have, I should have taken a picture of the fucking menu, uh, with my phone. But I didn't. It did not occur to me to do so. And then see if I could find that beer because that beer was it's some of the best tasting beer I've ever had. It was a dark beer. Uh, it was, it seemed like something I would have gotten in Bavaria. Um. Like, I can't think of something. I, I'd never tasted a beer like that. I don't know, I even know how to describe it, really. But uh, I, it had a lot of flavor to it. It was just really good. It was smooth. And, uh, like, it wasn't thick like Guinness. It was, It was. I guess, if anything, I could, I've had that I could kind of say it was kind of like. But I would say it was tastier than this if uh, you're near a Hofbräuhaus, house, like they have several here in the States, like in Vegas and... In Belleville, uh, they have a Dunkel, which I think you can find at some places sell it. Like I think Schnooks might sell a Dunkel, maybe not a Hofbräu. I I don't know if other Dunkels taste the same. I know you can find Dunkel beer other places, but like not like a Hofbräu. I don't know if they taste the same or not, but it it's almost like that. Like, but it was very tasty. And uh, at least they had an English menu too. Like they they give you the the Russian menu to begin with, but they uh, they did give the uh, English menu to me, and I was able to, and I had you know my guide right there, so he was able to give me a heads up on all of that stuff. And uh, <clears throat> it was definitely uh, that day. I walked. I really felt like I saw all of St. Petersburg that day. It was definitely worth the price. It was you know those tours were more expensive, but again, you know I understand why. Is you've got less of a demand for it there. There's just not as many people going to St. Petersburg and like saying, "Yeah, I need to see all the sites in St. Petersburg." Um, like if you go to a Munich or Dublin, that sort of thing. I just don't think that the <laughs> they make enough money off tourism to offer that many to- tours. There are the hop on, hop off buses, but uh, I've yet to actually do any of those. Unlike in any country. Um, but, uh, yeah, that one was uh, about 150 I think, to take that tour. So, normally, if I were in Munich or Dublin, and, like, uh, a lot of those tours, like, are in the range of, like, 45 to 70 bucks, something like that, for a full-day tour. Like, I, you, you can get more personalized and private ones, but I, I do like going on the more of the group tours. That was something I missed on this trip. I didn't take any tours where I was able to meet, hang out with other foreigners, people that were foreign to Russia at least. 
and so we could you know discuss stuff though vlad with being from the states and stuff like we had a lot a lot to talk about but uh i would have liked to have you know i didn't meet any canadian women this trip that maybe that's the point i'm getting at I, uh you know so i didn't have any story where it was like oh i almost got laid and then i saw some cliffs so i don't have that story which is probably my though not a gr- the greatest story to tell probably my second most told story of the trips is going to ireland for the first time and then going to the cliffs of Moher. Um, that was just, that's still, I guess my, my, my best trip of all was Ireland that first time. And now my next vacation will be like a year from now, a little over a year. I'll be going back to Ireland and this time with some coworkers. So I'll be almost like a tour guide myself. So that'll, that'll be, uh, interesting. Um, and I've had so much experience in Ireland now. I, and I do kind of miss the Ireland, but I like I, I'd really like to go back to Germany. I don't uh, have <laughs> any desire to go back to Russia anytime soon, but uh, Germany, I'd like to. There's just so much. Germany is such a big country, and I've only seen um, Bavaria. Uh, I'd like to go to Berlin or Copenhagen or just all over. I mean, fuck. There's just so many places. I want to see the. Uh, the quarry or cavern club or whatever, I believe is still there where the Beatles used to play the in Hamburg. Like that would be awesome to do, but, uh, it's, I'd have to spend a lot of time in Germany, you know, if I was just to go to all the places I'd like to go to there. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, it, Russia, there's just not, I mean, I, I, I can go back maybe at some point, but, uh, I feel like I've seen a lot of what Russia has to offer. And, uh, yeah, uh, as far as that trip goes, though, they I coincidentally I didn't really uh, pay attention to like what events were going on in Saint Petersburg when I booked the trip or anything like that. I didn't realize until I had gotten there that they had this massive parade uh, to celebrate uh, the victory over the Nazis in World War II. They do this uh, this parade every year. Uh, I'm not sure what the actual uh, name of that parade is. But uh, they roll tanks and, like, missiles and shit down the street. And uh, the, the they have the jets overhead, tons of fireworks and everything. And you're talking about uh, – and it's a hot – that day, it's uh, <clears throat> May 9th. They have uh, – it's a Russian holiday. And uh, so, like, most people have that day off. Like, it's – I wouldn't say like a, I guess kind of like a Fourth of July or whatever here. It's it's celebrating like uh the, it initially started with uh it's it's a remembrance to what all the people that passed in World War Two fighting for that. So you have a lot of people that take uh, pictures of their grandparents and ancestors that died in World War Two and and uh. uh I did not realize until again I was there and then I saw all the signs up uh, saying 41 to 45, like saying the years. I was like, well, clearly there's some kind of World War II thing that's going on this week. Um, which uh, I did walk out. I did go out and walk around for that that day, but I didn't actually stick around outside long enough to see like the tanks roll down the street and all of that. Um, Really, just was tired of being around a fuck ton of people, and uh, it was pretty crazy there. As uh, I also felt a little weird, you know, they're celebrating somebody else's military, and uh, I almost felt like uh, <laughs> I stuck out a little bit too much. The jacket that I bought in Germany, um, which I really like, got from TK Maxx, not TJ Maxx, but uh, TK Maxx. Um, it's a green jacket. It almost looks like an army jacket, and. <laughs> When I was out walking there, I was like, you know, I almost feel like I I look like Robert De Niro in Taxi Driver because he's got the army jacket on, and I'm just like thinking about like, dude, man, I must really stick out to the because there's military, Russian military, and Russian police all over because they're the you know, there's so many people that go to this parade and all that they have to have a lot of security and it runs down. Uh, let's see, there's uh, I guess it's 
let me look up the street name. I guess it's Nevsky Avenue, but Nevsky Prospect is like the big, big downtown uh, area and the area where I was staying at my hotel. Uh, let's see. There is uh, I, damn it. Um, looked up Nevsky Prospect. I know Nevsky Prospect is uh. Nevsky, yeah, there's a Nevsky Avenue, which is the main street in St. Petersburg. That was the main, like, parade route. And it's that, like, I wasn't right on Nevsky Avenue. It wasn't too far off it, though. But I had spent a lot of time going up and down Nevsky Avenue because, like, all the good shit, like, the main tourist attraction, basically right along Nevsky Avenue. Like, you got uh, Kazan Cathedral, which is this really old cathedral that uh, is like a really cool building uh, is on there. And you got uh, not too far off is the savior on the spilled blood. Uh, that is uh, the, the church of the savior on, on blood or spilled blood. I'm not sure what the actual name of it is. Um, <clears throat> I guess it's spilled blood. That one, the, inter- the it's got an interesting story to it. Cause it's actually uh one of the czars, I guess it was Peter the Great. I'm trying to remember which one it was. I looked this up. It's a uh, do 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 do. Um, <clears throat> the uh, oh, sh- it was Emperor Alexander the Second was uh, was murdered right there. He was assassinated. They built that uh, that church, <clears throat> and uh, he was wounded by political nihilists. Um, I guess he didn't die right away, but like he was, he was shot. Was he shot? It was either shot or it was like a bomb or something that that injured him, and he went on to die short. I think fairly shortly after that. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, that that's uh the architecture on that one's pretty cool. Although the uh, main Onion Dome, I forgot what they actually call that in Russia, but uh, the uh, was. It, under reconstruction, so it looked a little weird on the outside um, <clears throat> of the facade. Looked a little weird, but I did actually go in at this time. I did see that building before, uh, but again, that's off, not too far off Nevsky Avenue. And then you have uh, the uh, Hermitage Museum or the Winter Palace is right down there, on and then the Palace Square on Nevsky Avenue, and that is uh, that's right where like the main part of the parade and I, they had bands and shit there. Um, I didn't go that far into it on the day of the uh, parade though. Cause I mean, th- it was just insane. Like how many people were out there and it was like, without having anybody there, like, Oh, I know this person and go, go talk to him or whatever. It was just, just a bunch of uh, people that mainly spoke Russian, not a whole lot of English. Although I mean, I mean, I met some people that spoke English, but, uh, <clears throat> it was definitely, uh, yeah, I was just tired at that point. So I just, after a couple hours walking around out there, I was like, I'm just going to go back to the hotel, get uh, what I mainly ate on most days, like I had at the hotel, which had really good food, and uh, the prices were pretty decent. The hotel itself, very nice. It was uh, Akian Hotel there. Uh, and uh, I usually got the pasta. It was like mainly I got the carbonara which uh some good shit and uh had the mashed potatoes or potato wedges sometimes I got and then uh apple strudel their apple strudel was fantastic had the ice cream with it just good stuff and I had this uh, glory wood cider that I uh, got several nights that was uh helped really wash things down and uh I think what the was funny is like a lot of nights like I was so excited because again when you go to a foreign country I've got Netflix on my phone and uh, Netflix has different lineups in different countries and they, I'm pretty sure they had this in Germany too, but I didn't watch any of it, but they had uh, Rick and Morty seasons one through three. So <laughs> like while I'm walking around the city and where I should just be excited to, you know, just see all this Russian stuff. I'm like thinking like, Oh, I get back to the hotel so I can go watch more Rick and Morty. So I, uh, I got through all of seasons one through three and I watched all of season two of Fargo. Started the third season, but uh, but yeah, that's how exciting uh, the, it was. <laughs> just like, ooh, Rick and Morty. Um, 
Uh, and I could have just, you know, stayed at home, I guess, and paid for Hulu. I think Hulu has Rick and Morty. Uh, but yeah, so I, uh, but I did more than that. I, you know, I got around. I, I explored the city quite a bit. Uh, I feel like I, I saw a lot of stuff while I was there. Um, I don't know that. Again, don't know if I'll be going back to Russia at any point, but I can't say I won't. I mean, I didn't think I initially. I didn't think I was ever going to go back to Russia after that first trip. I mean, I, I shit the bed after all, and uh, <clears throat> that did not happen this time. I definitely felt a lot better in general, and it was. Uh, can't wait for the uh, the the next uh, trip. I and then after Ireland, I'm thinking maybe maybe France or because I want to just learn some French, but I might either go to France or just just make a real cheap trip because I'm spending way too much money on this stuff. Got to get ahead on stuff. I may just go to like Canada because it'll be cheaper, but I can also you know learning French would help me in Canada, so that would be a definite plus. So. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, I should know too. I'm you, yeah, because I'm back at the bunker here. Uh, this is not the uh, the uh, the muffin hut. Um, I am using for the first time ever for like a real recording my uh, my setup for Twitch, which uh, I finally have a Twitch name and I've changed my name to the same thing on the PlayStation Network. So that's Clover Strife, which uh, I went with that because it's a uh, a take on or a play on uh, Cloud Strife from Final Fantasy 7 which is my favorite video game I would say of all time I mean I fucking love that game so much the music the sound effects everything I play I have wasted so many hours of my life playing that game it is insane there's just a love for that game like uh, I just hear the the victory music from the fights and it's just like Oh, it's just just warmth. It's just goodness. I feel good when I hear that. And uh <clears throat> but yeah, so <laughs> Clover Strife is what what I went with. I went with Clover cuz I was born on St. Pat's, you know. I got a four leaf clover tattoo, so Clover Strife just seemed like a thing to go with. And I figured uh if I make a Twitch um like logo or something, I can basically just take make my do like a pose myself like an animated version of myself doing like some kind of cloud strife pose and then involve like a four leaf clover somehow um and just a massive sword because i like swords you know I like to like to play swords and that like is a makes a pretty good segue because also uh just a couple of days ago um the new trailer for the uh official trailer for the Final Fantasy 7 remake uh came out um and let's see if I can't uh, pull that up uh right here uh but uh they released that oh and I hear the music this is uh Aerith that starts out on and uh which I mean the quality is the no game well it does show a little gameplay but I mean it it's awesome to see like a new <laughs> new uh Final Fantasy of or you know higher quality stuff of Final Fantasy 7 here um but uh <clears throat> which is funny though hearing the voices I'll pull this back a little bit but you can hear the voice of Barrett who's the guy with the machine gun arm he sounds like Robert Downey Jr in Tropic Thunder which I just think is fantastic I'm a dude playing a dude whatever dude let's see here uh let me hear back go back What's your next move, boss? That's easy enough. Are you okay? I'm fine. That's easy enough. I'm the dude playing the dude. Here, this is for you. A flower? Oh. Monsters look tight. The fights look pretty much like the same. I don't think they mess with the mechanics and stuff. I would hope the material system still the same. To see the planet suffer, cloud. Sephiroth. It looks pretty tight. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they have all the gay sex in there. That's some of the funniest shit. I mean, there's so much good humor in that game. I mean, there's just so much stuff in that game. Such a massive game. Uh, but uh. <clears throat> 
I am looking forward to that. Still no like release date, and I believe they're going to make it into several games and, and not just one. Uh, but it looks pretty fantastic. They didn't show, I don't think in that trailer, I wasn't uh, really paying attention when I rewatched it there, but I don't think they show Tifa. They show uh, Aerith, and they show uh, Cloud and Barreth. All you get is Sephiroth is just his back. So, I mean, they don't have a full reveal there. I mean, I love me some Sephiroth, though. But uh, his his sword, kind of thin, though. It's long. It's long. But it's kind of like a dog's penis. It's very, very thin. Uh, not red, though. It's not the red red, red rocket or uh, anything of that nature. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that is definitely, I mean, that original, again, my favorite of all time. And I've played a lot of video games. Uh, now that I'm back, and uh, I sh- should hopefully play a lot more as I uh, get into the Twitch, so Clover Strife. Yeah, it, it hasn't really helped my game much. I thought maybe once I changed that, like I'd be able to just start annihilating people on Call of Duty. I've been playing the Call of Duty 4 uh, remastered, and uh, no, not really. It, uh, <laughs> I guess I've done slightly better on that one than I, I was just because I played that one a lot. And they didn't really, the gameplay is pretty much the same, but I did a lot better playing that game than the uh, World War II one they put out not too long ago. The Call of Duty World War II, not the World at War. I hope one day they remaster that one, because that one's like my favorite of the Call of Duty series. That World at War, fantastic. Definitely my favorite of the Call of Duty games. I just, you know, love the World War II, and then. I mean, the bouncing Bettys are just so much cooler than putting down, like, a Claymore or anything like that. And then you get to, I mean, you get, you're using Thompsons and the uh, the German version, the MP-80s or whatever the, uh, yeah, <laughs> whatever their gun is. I'm drawing a blank. It's been a little too long. Um, jet lag's catching up with me here. Uh, and, man, this real horrid taste in my mouth. Feels like I've been eating out a zombie or something. I mean, I've never done that. Uh, as far as I know, zombies don't exist. Um, <laughs> as far as uh, Endgame, though, uh, that one, shit. Not that I imagine most people have seen it. I saw it after, although there's still a lot of people seeing it, like even in Union Theater, which Union Theater, even if you go see a movie, like a bigger movie, like uh, Avengers Endgame or Star Wars or whatnot, usually there's not that many people there, especially, th- I guess, third week out now. There was still quite a few people in that theater seeing it. Um, but uh, a bit long. They really could have cut that movie down. Uh, I feel like there was some really good parts into it, but for the most part, like, okay, yeah. it was. I would way rather watch Thor Ragnarok or uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the first one, which... I am pretty pumped to see the next Guardians of the Galaxy now because apparently Thor is going to be with them. And it's, I don't know if he's going to get back in shape, but I kind of like the fat Thor. Fat Thor plus Guardians, man. Chris Pratt and Chris Hemsworth. Tag teaming each other. Sounds fantastic. Fantastic. So that sounds exciting to me. That's something to look forward to. <laughs> um, and it was cool seeing. I've They'd already seen, of course, the trailer for The Rise of Skywalker, but it was cool uh, seeing that right before the movie on the big screen. That was, the, I believe, the first time that I've seen the Star Wars trailer on the big screen. So hearing Darth Sidious come back, Rise Lord Vita, you know, uh, on, on the uh, big screen. Just look, uh, looking forward to that. Still got a while, though. Still got a while. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I'm amazed I was able to go this far, and I'm not uh, completely drooling on myself yet. As, uh, this is a course I... Th- uh, I'm not sure how many times I've done this by myself now. It's probably still only like the third or fourth time that I've done it. Um, something like that. It's definitely, <laughs> I know, a lot better than the uh, first time I recorded it uh, after coming back from Russia. Um, I don't... Th- I might have been by myself on that one, too. Maybe not. And Muffin Man might have been with me on that. But that one, I know I've gone back to listen to that one. Because, you know, as years go by, it really sucks. 
when you do something like you travel to a foreign country and like it's a big experience and everything you know in the moment you know the as time goes by unfortunately uh, unless you're one of those rare individuals where you have that picture perfect memory uh you know the stuff your memory fades and it's uh <clears throat> hard to uh go back and relive all that stuff so that's one of the cool things that since I've done this podcast, you know, though we've never gotten real big or anything, but I can go back and uh, hear from myself about uh, these different experiences, like when this stuff happened. So I've gone, tried to go back at least a few times and listen to the podcast right after I returned from that first one. But like I recorded that like right after I got back and I'm so monotone and just completely destroyed for that one. It is rough to listen to. It is one of the probably worst podcasts we've done, which is saying a lot. We've done some really bad ones. But it is just like, I did this, I shit the bed. (laughs) And I've told that story really good times, but the times that I've done a really good job of telling it, there wasn't usually a microphone involved. Um, It was a a bidet that was involved, and it was great, you know... uh, no bidet. That was another kind of a, a letdown this trip. Of course, I knew that already going into that there was no b- bidet in the hotel room. Very nice hotel room, but no bidet. They had uh, the internet connection was really solid. Fun fact: the Wi-Fi was good. Other than like one night, I had a problem one night, and uh, <laughs> last night there, I did also hear somebody having sex in the room. I guess a room pretty close to me, in order for me to hear it. Um, but I had to go near the door to hear it. I didn't notice it. Like it, I guess the they did a good job of uh, insulating the walls for the most part, which also made me wonder. I was like, if I could only hear it by the door, so I was like, are they fucking in the hallway or are they like right up against the door in their room? I couldn't figure it out. But they also had like music playing really loud to try to drown it out, but they were louder than the music. Um, <clears throat> apparently, they were celebrating too some World War II remembrance somehow. <laughs> well, I don't know that they were Russian. Maybe they were uh, of other, I mean, I was a foreigner, and I was in the hotel. Their breakfast was all right, but I would say, like, their, the the restaurant there was definitely, the, they had good food. The, the European, as, as a, I guess an American, going to, like, European, it seems like a lot of the breakfast they have in European countries is, is fairly similar. Uh, they're, it's kind of weird, like, stuff that I wouldn't normally go for um, when I go, like, oh, I'm going to hook up breakfast, like, I don't see any Belgian waffles. Of course, I, wasn't, I haven't been to Belgium, so maybe that's where I need to go. But they probably don't call them Belgian waffles either. They're like, this is a fucking waffle, if they even have them. Um, <laughs> I don't know where that originated. Uh, but uh, they eat a lot of cold meats for breakfast. And I'm just not used to that. Like, I'm used to, you know, sausage patties or sausage links and fried bacon. Like, that's, uh, and scrambled eggs or, like, an omelet. Um of course, usually like a breakfast buffet, you're not going to see like omelets out there. But uh, they did have like fried eggs, um, which which were all right. But uh, <clears throat> but yeah, they didn't have any like sauce. Well, they did <laughs> I take that, but they had one listed as sausage, but it was just like little, almost like Vienna sausages. It was, it was a fucking hot dog. It was what <laughs> like small hot dogs. It wasn't what I would consider sausage, and I love me some sausage. Though, unfortunately, they didn't have... Well, Ireland, at least, uh, they have the blood sausage, which I'm a big fan of. I've only had it the in Ireland, but uh, I know they ha- you can get it in places around here, like plenty of places and stuff, but uh, that was definitely more of a hot, a hot me- meat. I love me some hot meat. I don't really like the cold. I want it warm. I want, uh, you know, a warm spot to put my sausage. Um, uh, but, uh, but, yeah good good meats um uh i uh i th- uh shelly and i had talked about uh doing some more stuff like the hot ones challenge where we do they have the uh, one chip challenge i know that uh i'm not sure uh, you gotta order them and stuff i don't i don't Oh, crazy expensive they are. I don't think they're too expensive, but it's like one chip, and it, but obscenely hot. We've talked about doing that stuff. I don't know that we're going to get around to that. I know that uh, 
this coming week's going to be a little rough for me. Uh, I know that uh, it may be tough to survive, so... Because uh, Monday night, we're going to go see the band Tool in St. Louis. And see, I normally go to work at... Well, I, every day I go to work, I go in at 5 a.m. now. So I get up at 3 a.m. every morning to go to work. Yeah, we're going to Tool Monday night at 8 p.m. normally when I would go to bed. And they're intercepted. Um, <laughs> then the following morning, I go back to work at 5 a.m. And I go to work at 5 a.m. on Monday, too, so... Uh, if I somehow survive through that, you know, we could, we'll, uh, we'll do some more challenges and stuff. I don't, at some point, I guess if we can make that happen. Uh, Shelly, Shelly be here, uh, until I guess around early August. So we got a little bit of time to, uh, put some stuff together. So, uh, it'll be fun, fun. Um, I know that uh, I really need to start pumping out the Twitch stuff and like get get on that. Uh, I don't know how well I'm going to make the green screen work though. I know it's it's difficult to get a good green screen, and I think the problem I'm going to have is I'm going to be sitting way too close to it, and you got to light the green screen properly. So that'll be tricky, shall we say? As this room is could be a little bit of a bitch to do so, but uh, hopefully. Uh, get that all worked out and uh can live stream some games and uh yeah maybe i'll get to play with sweet and needle a little bit that'll be fun i like the and yada yada so uh <clears throat> yeah we're uh i should have brought some water w over here with me and i did not do that that is a mega fail on my part but uh, i'm used to making bad decisions uh but again at least it's been a long time since i shit the bed so <laughs> Although I do, I did have weird, my stomach is still weird when it, tra when I travel like that, it, it gets it off, you know, I'm eating different foods, like normally when I'm here, I eat the same shit pretty much every day, my body is like trained that you're going to eat this, this, and this, and it's just used to that, and the, what time I eat is always pretty much the same time, except for on the weekends, it varies a little bit, um, so my stomach doesn't really like me so much when I travel, but I did also uh, rock the uh, Prilosec OTC, and that stuff uh, helped me, I think, a little bit. But uh, my shit <laughs> was a bit of a different consistency. Uh, a lot of times it is a little weird. It comes out like a paste, and I have to constantly wipe. So that probably has something to do with why my butt's sore, too. And the, the hot wings last night and then the constant wiping makes for uh, a tender butt. A tender hole. It got me a tender hole, which just sounds fantastic and feels, feels fantastic. Surprisingly enough, though, sitting through Endgame, the three hours and two minutes, whatever the hell it was, um, <laughs> uh, I guess I was just uh, accustomed to sitting for that long after uh, um, being on the airplane for so long. Uh, my new computers t tell me weird shit that I don't have enough... Uh, stuff on my uh, memory on the hard drive which I find surprising uh, I don't know how that's possible <laughs> why is there uh well maybe uh, we'll just delete some stuff or put it on a different hard drive I don't really need that folder yeah we'll uh, get rid of that Get more storage to continue adding files. Oh, yeah, fuck off, OneDrive. Um, why didn't that add anything to my... It didn't add anything to my trash can, but all right. So we're good on the uh, memory now over there. Um, yeah. I also use my uh, new computer for stuff. Finally, just getting it in there and working it. And uh, looking forward to that new Star Wars game, too. That uh, I don't recall the name of that one, but that should be interesting. Um, as, uh, getting into the old Twitch thing, uh, so, uh, <laughs> final thoughts, let's see here, uh, I wish I would have written some stuff out, surprisingly, I, I'm rather proud of myself of the fact that I didn't really write anything down this, this podcast, but, uh, amazed I was able to go pretty much the distance here, um, 
Should apparently uh, turn the sound off my phone, though, because I neglected to do that. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I can't think of anything else to eat. Anything concrete, at least, we'll be doing in the future on the podcast, but uh, hopefully we do that something along the lines of a one-chip challenge or, or something of that nature. And I, I really need to find a way, figure out how to fucking upload that video properly. We had videos of the uh, Hot Ones challenge that we did, and uh, I had put it up, or I tried to put it up on the website, but I had issues doing that. It let me initially put up the videos on Facebook, but then it, it took it down. I don't know what that was. Why... They took that down. I don't know if somehow copyright infringement or something. The file. I'm guessing the files are just too large. Uh, but yeah, I need to find a way to really put those videos up. Uh, and maybe work on doing some video editing. <laughs> that is uh, definitely not something I'm real great at. I haven't done a whole lot of that. And uh, might want to do that if I'm going to be doing Twitch. So I can put up some YouTube videos. You know, maybe get some some people in on that way and then also we can do more videos with the podcast like we're going to do a one chip challenge or or whatever just punch each other in the nuts but I'm really not going to do that I'd really like my nuts and don't like hitting them uh, <clears throat> but you know who knows what we'll do But I know videos are fun uh, and well yeah you know I guess uh, I've got I really got nothing else left here um just look forward to and doing more traveling hopefully in the future and playing a lot of video games. All right. Well, uh, as always, that's a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.